So I hope everybody's doing well tonight. Good to see you here. Everybody online, it's good to see you. Um, you know, we're, we're so very fortunate, so very blessed to be in a home church like Boomerang. Um, Pastor Brian, we just want to say we love you and we miss you. He is, uh, he is away getting filled, and we're thankful for that. Um, you know, Father, we just, we just want to give this service to you. We, we just humble ourselves. And Lord, we, we thank you first for, for Jesus and for all things that come through Jesus. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for favor. Thank you for health. Thank you for joy. Lord, and we just, we asked that the Holy Spirit would be here tonight, that he, he would be that seal. He would be that place that we draw from. Lord, we give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Um, so tonight's going to be a little different. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, and it, it's a little different because I'm not Pastor Brian. I know, I know, I know, it's crazy. Um, but what I wanted to speak about tonight, um, I want to talk about making godly decisions. Um, and, I, and a lot of this stems from uh, some decisions that Rachel and I had to make lately that, you know, most of you might not know. Maybe you do know. Um, I guess it was about uh, a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, uh, I'd, I'd gotten home from work, and um, phone rang, and I stepped outside, and it was um, one of our district managers, and he said, hey, um, we want you to take over the Fayetteville plant, and that's the largest plant that we have. Is that really loud? It sounds really loud. Like getting a lot of feedback. No, um, that's one of the largest plants that we have, and that was a lot for us to take in. And what I want to talk tonight about is the method that Rachel and I used to to hear God in us, um, because we all have to make decisions every day. And am I perfect in it? No. <clears throat> but it's something that we walk through in unity, and we know that we heard God in our final decisions. So, um, so when the phone rang, I picked the phone up, I walked outside, and I got the news, and the first reaction I had was uh, joy. So, J.D., can you put that, put that up, joy? That was the first reaction I had, was joy, yeah, joy, joy. And these are the things that, that, that popped in my head as I was thinking, they want me to do this? What an honor. They want me to do this? Um, I know something else that popped up in my head as well. You know promotion from the Lord. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, pride came in. Can you show? Yeah, there's pride. Pride came in, and it was me thinking, Wow, you know, here I am, um, youngest general manager in the history history of the company. Um, you know, this is my fourth plant. 
and wow, this would be the biggest plant ever, and you know, all these great things that come in my head was swelling up pretty good. Um, and then what I did was I started planning. You ever do that? You know, I didn't hear from God in any of this, and I started planning. I started making my own, and I started saying, well, we'll have to sell a house. We've got to buy a house. I wonder how much money. Um, I've got to get to the plan. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And immediately what happened was fear came. Can you show fear? So fear came in, and it looked just like that. I was afraid. Um, and, and the funny thing is that was in the first five minutes. And then I walked back in the house, and I was talking to Rachel. And I was like, hey, honey, i got something to tell you. Um, so immediately... You know, I put myself through all that torment already, and I hadn't given anything to God yet. So I was talking to my beautiful wife, and um, being rooted and grounded in wisdom the way she is, she said, well, let's pray. So that's the first thing we did is we sat down on the couch, and, and we just prayed. And it wasn't any Holy Ghost fire shooting out of the doors kind of prayer. It was, God, we just want your will. And it was, it was honest, honest prayer. Um, and I will say that as soon as we prayed, immediately the peace of God came. Um, and that Philippians uh, 4, 6, and 7, J.D., have you put that up? All these scriptures are in the NASB, um, and I usually read the, uh, NL, the NLT. So, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I'll say that that was, that was very true. That's exactly what happened. Um, I had to lay it down. You know, I couldn't make it my own. Um, and we we kind of had to humble ourselves and, uh, I guess, come back, <laughs> come back to reality for a little bit. <clears throat> um, and, and I will say that in all of it, the prayer that we prayed initially was very honest. If I would say it was anything, it was uh, it was just basically real and honest prayer. You know, there wasn't any fancy words. There wasn't any vows or these. It was more like a Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. Um, go ahead and put that up. <clears throat> the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Go to 10. I, the Lord, search the heart, and I test the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. And basically what we're talking about here is be honest to God when you're praying. He already knows your heart. There's no use to be, you know, there's no use to be deceitful about it. It's not like, um, it's not like you can have a, a hidden agenda with God. He already knows your motives. He already knows who you are. <coughs> Uh, so immediately we're praying and we have peace. Uh, and then the next thing, my beautiful wife says, you need to talk to Pastor Bob. So that's what we did. And there is so much wisdom in, in a covering, in your spiritual covering, and in submission to authority. And, you know, Pastor Brian and I have had several talks uh, about what I do and the correlations with, with what he does and the similarities with what he does. And the biggest difference is people listen to me because they want a paycheck. 
Um, and he doesn't give him a paycheck. So that, that's a tough place to be to, to uh, help people understand why you, you do need that spiritual covering and you do need to submit to authority in your life. That, that's a tough thing, but um, the best thing that, that we could do after we prayed was for me to go and speak to Pastor Brian. And there's a couple reasons I say that, and one of them is because I am the authority in my household. I'm the head of my household. Um, I'm responsible for everyone in my household, spiritually and physically. And I wanted to make sure whatever decision was made not only affects me directly, but it affects all of them too. And I want to make sure that, that we were in the right place. So I went over and I spoke to Pastor Brian. Um, he was actually sitting outside. And I went over and, and he was out, you know, he was reading the word and kind of meditating. And uh, I just, you know, we had had a conversation probably two months before that, maybe a month before that. And I told him that I felt that they were going to ask me to take a plant in a different place. Um, and my heart wasn't there. I, I did not want to go there. Um, so it was just, it was really ironic when uh, when I told him this. He, the first thing he said was, hmm, um, you know, that's, that's awful ironic that, you know, we were talking about this a little while ago. Uh, so best thing I did was speak to Pastor Brian, and uh, there was a couple things that I, I wanted to point out about that, and, and one was the reason I did that is, yes, he is our spiritual authority. Uh, the other thing is accountability, because I wanted my motives, my intentions, I wanted to stay accountable. I, I was accountable with my wife, but I also wanted to be accountable with my spiritual authority. So he was, he was holding me accountable. Um, and there's, there was wisdom in speaking to Pastor Brian. There's wise counsel there, there because he's made decisions like this before, um, very intimate decisions like that. You've heard him and Pastor Nicole talk about the decisions they made about their business and about moving and starting the church, and there was a lot of wisdom in that counsel. Uh, another important thing is he loves me and my family. Uh, he, he does. He loves all of us. You know, he is, he is our shepherd. He wants to see good for us out of everything. I mean, there's, there's no hidden agendas there. He loves us. Um, and I will say that he truly wants what's best for each one of our lives. Uh, another thing, while, there, while that was a great idea, is I wasn't alone in prayer anymore. Um, you know, it was... It was Pastor Brian, he's our spiritual shepherd, but he is also the head of his household. And being a man, understanding my position, you know, it was two brothers praying too. You know, I had somebody else to pray with. Um, and I wasn't alone. I wasn't alone in that. And that is, that's a huge thing not to be alone in that. J.D., go to Ecclesiastics 4. And this is all familiar scripture. Everybody knows this. Two are better than one because they have a good return in their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls, and there is not another there to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. 
and a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. There is a lot of wisdom with godly counsel. There's a lot of wisdom with accountability, accountability partner. There's a lot of wisdom in going to your pastor when you have big decisions to make. And I will tell you that our pastor prays for us every day. Every day. Um, so we're staying in contact, in communication, and, and I'll tell you that something that uh, popped up the whole time while we, we had to make this decision uh, was there was there was a lot of pressure, but there were all these little things that kept trying to almost separate Pastor Brian and I in communication. It was just like he was someplace, I was someplace, I was busy, he was busy. And Rachel finally, she would tell me like almost every day, hey, have you talked to Pastor Brian? I'm like, no, I haven't done it yet. Have you talked to Pastor Brian? I hadn't done it yet. And it wasn't intentional. It wasn't I was hiding anything. It was, it was almost like it was a spiritual warfare taking place. And you had to recognize that. Uh, so I purposed it that no matter what, I was going to talk to Pastor Brian, even if it was just making myself available to say, hey, would you like to get some coffee? Hey, how's your day? You know, just there was an open door there. It didn't have to be, hey, we're still praying about this. We don't know where we're at. And, and he never pushed me on this. He never, he never pushed us on that at all. And Pastor Nicole never pushed us one way or the other because they want what's best for us, and they want what God wanted for us. So, J.D., would you put up um, the fleece picture? So, so one morning, um, Pastor Brian is over at the house. I'm at work. And you guys don't know this, but if, if you look at this, um, Rachel was actually doing a fibers class, and somebody... See that right there? Somebody had uh, dropped wool off over at our house. So she had washed all this wool and she needed to lay it out to dry. So it's on a tarp in her driveway and Pastor Brian pulls in in the morning and he, he boxes me and he says, hey, uh, are you making a John the Baptist suit? <laughs> and uh, I, said, I said, no, that's my fleece that I have out. I said, How, is it wet or is it dry? And, you know, we're talking about Bible humor. Many of you probably don't know that, about Gideon and the, and the fleece he laid out. So I, it was really, really funny, and we had a good joke about that, that we had the wool laying out in the front yard that was wet. So It was, it was funny. It had to be there. <laughs> it was funny. Um, so we carried on through the same way, is that we, we wanted an unbiased opinion of what God wanted for our life. And that's a really difficult thing because uh, you have to be real, and you have to be honest, and it's not always easy to be real and honest because, um, you know, we have a flesh, and, you know, there's always those, those things that pop in your head like more money, um, bigger house, um, prestige, you know, all those things pop into your head. So I'm constantly trying to keep those things at bay, keep the flesh at bay. I mean, let's be real. I mean, it happened. Um, and, and then the next week while I'm at work, there's all this pressure coming on me. Um, you know, the job, my job it was tough, and I'm thinking, you know what? It would not hurt my feelings to just walk away from this and go there in a heartbeat. Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. 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 You been there? Um, and I had a lot of pressure from people wanting me to make a decision right away, and I hadn't heard from God. Rachel hadn't heard from God. 
Um, you know, I had managers and, and calling me up and, and talking to me and saying, hey, have, so what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And, and I kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and through all of it, there was a lot of peace. There was a lot of peace in all of it. And I can't stress to you enough about communication and submission to your spiritual authority because it wasn't burdensome. It wasn't, it wasn't hard. Yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't beating us over the head with scripture. It wasn't anything like that. He just Most of the time he just listened to me. Um, and I'd, I'd say about two weeks into it, I started having a lot of doubt. Um, I started doubting that I heard from God. You know, did I really hear from God? Am I really, you know, does God really speak to me? Um, anything that you, you could think of, doubt would try to creep in. You know, and, and I was just dealing with the flesh. Um, and then you, you have to try to grab hold of peace again, which it was a constant struggle to do that. Um, and, and then again, I want to say, but my pastor knew what I was going through because we stayed in contact. We stayed in contact and all of that. Um, and and I know a lot of you women might not know this, but men, you can, you can say amen that a lot of times when men have big decisions, they go all introvert. Um, can you say amen to that? Yeah. And, and I don't know what it is. It's just how we're wired. Um, if i got to make a big decision, I'll, I'll get real quiet, shut down, won't talk. Um, Rachel pretty much has to draw it out of me. Would you agree with that? It's just, it's just the way I'm wired. And I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, as men, we want to take care of the situation. We want to have all the answers. We want to provide security and protection. And we take a lot of that on ourselves when we don't have to. Um, Pastor Nicole came over to the house, I don't know, maybe three weeks after we heard about that. And um, what were you doing, arts and crafts? Was that what it was? It was arts and crafts night. We like to call that ladies' night. Um, but I was there. And um, she laid down this wisdom that was so subtle but yet so powerful that you couldn't help but pick it up. And she basically said, you know, when Pastor Brian and I uh, have to make decisions like that, we really take time and we say, okay, what is God doing in our lives right now that we've committed ourselves to? And would it be his will to completely change all that? Um, and for me, that really helped make the decision easy because you know, this is our church family and we have roots that we've planted here and we're part of this body. And I cannot see God. We heard from God to be planted here. And you have to hear from God equally, or if not louder, to be removed. Right. Yeah. Is, does, does that make sense? Is that, and we didn't hear that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that Pastor Brian and I have talked about, like the visions of the church and, and just the way that God is moving. And for us to be uprooted... Um, would have stopped all that, and that, that wasn't God's will because I heard from him before, so I needed to hear from him again, and I hadn't heard from him. Um, 
So we continue to stay in prayer uh, and continue to make sure that, that we were in agreement that we just wanted God's will. Um, and we stayed in communication. And about a month into this decision, uh, I, I get a call from the vice president of the company. And he says, hey, um, so I heard you're ready to go to Fayetteville. And I said, no, I didn't say that. And, and he was saying, well, I heard it from this guy. He said this. He said, that's, that's not what I said. I said, I told him I wasn't ready to go one way or the other. And God's grace was really, really there, and the favor of God was all over this conversation. And uh, the peace of God was there. Uh, and the vice president presented his offer, um, and immediately I knew, you know, that's not, that's not it. That's not in it. And I, with all humility, I told him, I said, you know, I, I, I love my job. And you have been nothing but good to me. I said, but right now, this is not the best thing. And it's really hard to talk to somebody about God or, or listening to God or praying to God, especially if you don't know where they're at. Um, so without saying, you know, I heard the Holy Ghost and he said no. Uh, yeah, I said, you know what, I said, right now, this is not the best decision for me or my family. And I told him I respected him, and, and I thought very highly of him. And, you know, even though I, I don't want to move, um, whatever he needed me to do, you know, I would help him any way that I could. And, and he just said, you know what, I respect that. And he said, I respect you. I think a lot of you. Um, and he said he could understand everything. So there was a lot of grace and a lot of mercy and all that. And uh, I, was, I was very blessed in all that. And leading up to this, this is like a, a month's worth of um, a lot of prayer, fighting, being anxious, you know, just not trying to make this your own. I would find myself, I would be on my phone and I'd look down and it's like, oh, there's Zelo. Let's see what houses are in this area. You know, and I'd catch myself doing that. And I just I had to put that all down because I, was, I, was, I kept taking it back and I didn't want to do that. Um, so after this conversation with, with the vice president, um, I get off the phone and I'll say before the conversation, my heart was in my throat. After the conversation, peace of God all over the place, just like the tangible peace of God was just all over the place. Um, and in, in all of it, in all of it, I would say that there was nothing but honesty. Um, between Rachel and myself and between uh, Pastor Brian, Pastor Nicole, and Rachel and myself. We just we tried to stay open and as honest as we could. Um, and if I, had to, if I had to sit back and, and examine it and pick through it, the one big thing I would say is not to let your emotions get a hold of you and make your decisions because fear, can you put fear back up there? Because fear... Fear is a big emotion you have to fight, especially as a man, because I know it's God who brings promotion, and I know it, it's God who brings favor. I know it's God who brings blessing. But as a man, you, know, you get attacked, and you start thinking, what if I make the wrong decision? How is this going to affect my family? Am I going to get a paycheck? You know, 
I've put all this time and effort into, into this company. But then you just have to remember that, you know what, God is the one who supplies it all. He's the one who supplies all of it. Um, I think pride, uh, for me, pride was another one of, one of those emotions that, that, thanks, that I had to keep in check. Um, my love language is words of affirmation. That's a big one. Um, so if you tell me I do a good job, I'm, I'm all beside myself. So that was, that was a big thing that I had to keep in check and uh, know exactly when pride was trying to, to, to creep in and uh, keep it under control. Um, and I, I will say this, that God does not give us a spirit of fear. So if you're ever making a decision and you see that fear is the motivating factor in it, that ought to be a clue right away to know that, man, this is not from God. If you think you're going to miss out on the, the next best thing or you, you think, man, I've done it now, you know, don't let that motivate you. Don't let fear motivate you. Uh, and, and I will say that um, you have to recognize the difference between selling and sharing an idea. Have you ever been in that situation? Um, because I found myself talking to Rachel saying, hey, you know, um, you know, we could probably do this and it would be like this. You know, I'm just saying. You know, but in reality, what I'm doing is I'm trying to sell, sell an idea instead of just share it. So that was, that was one thing that I, I caught myself doing a lot. Um, so I think everybody knows the outcome. We're still here. Um, and, 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 and we're very blessed in it. But I would say that in my life, um, that was that was a really, really tough decision. It was a really tough decision because we've made several moves, um, and God has blessed us in all those moves. Um, and I'll say that I don't know that we faithfully was listening to God in those other moves like we were in this decision. I'm not saying that we weren't praying and seeking God, but I'm saying I don't think we knew the extent of how to pray or seek God or be submitted to our authority uh, or to have the accountability. You know, I, I, God is merciful, but man, he, he really loved on us through this decision. He really loved on us. And I will say this, um, that plant had a, um, it, was, it was the same week that I, I got that call, that plant had a, had a really bad accident there. And um, then about two weeks after that, the hurricane hit. And like, there's nothing left of the roads around that plant. I mean, I'm just, I can look back and, and I can say, wow, thank you God for for sparing me from all that because that would have been a mess. Um, that would have been a mess. So basically tonight, uh, what I really wanted to emphasize on is we all have decisions to make. Uh, every day we have decisions to make. Not all of them are, are as big as packing up and moving away, but we have decisions to make about what we do when people make us mad. Um, are we really being a representative of the kingdom of God? 
we have decisions to make about who we want to spend the rest of our lives with. We have decisions to make. Every word that comes out of your mouth is a decision. Every day we have so many decisions to make. What was impressed on me is having a pastor who loves us and helps us with those decisions. Um, and it's, it's such a joy and such a blessing. I can't, I can't stress to you enough that you need to stay in contact with your pastor. Um, and, and I would say mostly everybody here stays in contact, especially you, you probably stay in contact with the pastor. Um, <laughs> but you need to stay in contact with your pastor. And if there's a decision that you have to make, you're not going to upset him offend him, put him out. He's not going to think any less of you if you need to talk to him. Um, that's what he's there for. You know, he understands his calling. Uh, and that's the calling he walks in. He has the heart of a father. And I know me being a father, I would much rather my children come to me and ask me for advice and, and present their problems to me instead of trying to bumble through them head first, you know, and not, not have wisdom. And, and accountability. And it, it's, it's just such a blessing. Um, and, you know, I really feel like I'm speaking to people who's, who's viewing online um, that you may be going through a decision right now. You, you may not even think that there's somebody there to be with you, that you have anybody who cares about you. And it may be a life-changing decision. But I want you to know that you have people who love you and who want to lift you up. And all you have to do is reach out to them. You can, you can email them. You can text them. You can box them. He loves you. And he wants to help you. He wants to see you blessed. That's the heart of the Father. You can do that. You know, and I, I just pray right now, whatever you're going through, that the peace of God that passes all understanding would just be there. That it would just cover you. That it would just cover you like a gown, like, like a sheet, that you would be engulfed in that peace. And I just, I just pray whatever it is that you're going through, that don't hesitate to reach out. God loves you so much. He doesn't care about where you are right now. He just cares about you. It, it could be a decision that you want to accept Christ into your life right now. And if that's the decision, just know God loves you. He doesn't want anything from you. He just wants to love on you and fill you with his love. Once you get filled with it, you'll be surprised what you're able to do. Just, uh, I, I want to thank you for letting me share this and spend this time with everybody. It's, it's such a blessing. Uh, and I just, I want you to know that Rachel and I, we're so blessed to be part of the Boomerang family. Um, I just, I don't think, there is no place like this on the earth. Um, and I, I know that we are not the best body. We're part of the best body, the body of Christ, but there's just no place like this on the earth. Um, so I just I want to say thank you, God. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for our pastors. Thank you for our leadership. Thank you for those who pray for us. Father God, thank you so much that our authorities love us and they care about us. 
and that they are sowing into our lives and that they sacrifice theirs to see us blessed. Father, we just we just ask blessings on our authorities and our leadership, Lord. We just we want to see them walk in all fullness. We want to see them walk in all blessings. We want to see them walk in peace. We thank you for that relationship, Father God. And it's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I just I want you guys to have a wonderful night. I want everybody online to have a wonderful night. And just be blessed and know God loves you. Amen. That, that's joy. That's joy. Have a good night.